Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you'd like. We're on them all. Listen to the Hog Call live at iPatio.com, the only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored Razorback podcast created by fans for friends. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast. Or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment. Even if it's just go hog, this will go a long way to allow other Razorback fans to find the podcast more easily. Like to throw a tip our way, you can support us financially at our Patreon page. Even $1 goes a long way in updating our equipment or providing server space to store our episodes. We are counting on fan support. If you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear, call and leave a voicemail at 812-850-0110 or send an email to hogcallpodcast at gmail.com. It's good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Tim? Hey, pretty good. Week six. Bama week. Yeah, you think we can win this one? Do you think it's an impossible feat like everybody's saying? No, it's definitely not impossible. I mean, I wouldn't bet my house uh, for us winning, but um, it's definitely not impossible. It's it's a uh, law of averages and everything. Kind of speaks to that one of these days we're going to get a win against the uh, uh, Crimson Tide, so why not be this year? Absolutely. we got a few things going in our favor, I think, this year. I think that, uh, you know, we've held Auburn and Texas A&M to their lowest scoring games so far, so our defense has done very, very well this year. And I think that's going to be our saving grace when we go up against Alabama. And I feel like we're going to hold Alabama to a lower scoring game than a lot of people think. And uh, then also there's the uh, four-year rule. Yeah, um, about every four years, we really give them a game or win. Uh, I know the last time, four years ago, 2014, we lost by one, 14 to 13. Um, and four years before that, 2010, uh, that was, everybody says, one of the loudest uh, times in Razorback Stadium when we were up, uh, up a couple touchdowns on Alabama early. And then before that, 2004, or 2006 before that, we won in a couple overtime games uh, with McFadden and crew, and despite Mitch Mustaine's three interceptions, still won. So here we go, every fourth game. Either going to play them really close or win the thing. Absolutely. And then prior to that, like, we were pretty much tied up, right? Yeah, we were 8-8 eight eight against them, uh, pretty much. And uh, a series all time, and all the, the 10 or 11 game win streak they have now on us, uh, put them ahead. So, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think it's any coincidence that our defense happens to be the best defense we've had in a while whenever we are on that four-year mark. So maybe I'm wrong. We'll find out about that. But I think that's really um, exciting to think about uh, as far as fans go, you know, as far as just looking at it from a, purely a fan perspective and thinking about it from like a, you know, a perspective of, uh, law of averages and so on and so forth. I think we're going to have a shot. I mean, they can't beat us every year. No, they can't. Why not this year? Uh, you know, they're not. They haven't had a close game all year. Why? Why can't it be us that uh, gives us a close game? They're us, man, and them. They're the only two solid defenses they've played all year. Uh, they haven't had a uh, again. Haven't had a close game all year. Why not us do it? And uh, you know, they're kind of overlooking us, no matter. What kind of Nick Saban, uh, you know, getting pissed off at anybody has been pissed off at the, the Alabama students this week to fire his players up. And, uh, but I still think can't help but overlook a one and four Arkansas team. And why not bite them? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, upset. yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, what you got to think about, like, every year they have a close call or lose a game with an inferior opponent. Mm-hmm. or what's perceived as an inferior opponent. So why not just be our year? You know, we've seen Ole Miss do it. We've seen LSU do it. We've seen a lot of teams do it in their down years where they really played Alabama close or they beat Alabama. So 
you know, we got an opportunity. It's not it's not something that is out of the realm of possibility. But it's gonna be hard to do. Oh, it's definitely gonna be hard, but I don't think it's just possible. Yeah, Anybody that's just so. saying, oh, there's not even point in any watches like, you know, I'm gonna be there I can't wait for uh, 11 a.m. Uh, our time, since time for kickoff uh, to watch that thing. Uh, and I heard somebody way, see how we can see. Yeah, I heard somebody saying uh, 58 to 7 was their score prediction, and I'm gonna tell you what, man, I think that's a little bit uh, out there. That's a little great mm-hmm. as far as as good as our defense has done this year to say that we're not able to hold Alabama to, to anything that we're just gonna get totally just destroyed by them mm-hmm. is. You know, it's disheartening for me to hear other fans saying that, for one thing. And then another thing is, is I just feel like, you know, if you just look at everything, you look at all the statistics, all the numbers, everything, you look at it from the paper perspective, you know, we have an opportunity to, to be able to at least hang in there with them and play, play them in a real ball game. So, you know, I, I see that coming. I don't think they're just going to blow us totally out of the water, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't think this is a week for them to blow us. A couple of weeks ago, it would have been just, it would have been really as bad as people were thinking, but we've been getting better every game. Um, uh, Auburn, as we said last week, 34 to 3, didn't, was, was not a reflection of, uh, how special the defense played and, uh, competitive we were, uh, being at A&M definitely. Only was my touchdown and the only difference was the special teams kickoff return. Um, but we fought back in that game. We showed a lot of heart. I, I, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not going to put my house on us winning, but I think we'll show some fight in this game. I'll get, I think we'll give them some, we have nothing to lose. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think so. And when we talk about that A&M game, we move forward to that. You know, I think the big thing that really upsets me is the coaching lost it again for us. You know, I mean, how many times do we got to lose the game due to poor coaching? Um, you know, our special teams, we don't have a special teams coordinator. we got four special teams coaching. We've tried to make some moves and do what we could. But first play of the game, it's a kickoff return for a touchdown, you know, which winds up being the winning score of the game. Again, coaching letting us down. You know, I want to be able to say, hey, Morrison's doing a good job, this, that, and the other, and, and uh, be supportive of the guy. But, golly, how do you be supportive of somebody that's just doing a bad job, you know? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I wasn't. Um, we did have some adjustments later on in that game, whether we pooch button, um, or, or then our punt return was really good. Uh, but still, the, the first game, your whole focus. Mm-hmm. I mean, your your big focus should have been on correcting special teams, and the first play out of the gate was just. Uh, I mean, I thought it was. I mean, then then we had a three and out the very next drive to return, and then they scored or had an eighty yard drive to score. It was fourteen nothing. Within about three minutes or four minutes or so. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And like you said, you know, there's different strategies you can use. You can squib kick it and take it on the 35 or round about 35. You know, mm-hmm. you can pooch it, take it on the 35. Kick it out of bounds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would, I, would, I would do it. There's no – I mean, if, if we don't have a guy that can kick it out of the dang end zone, there's just no point. Give him an extra little yard. It don't matter. Uh, mm-hmm. Even a fair catch or something. I mean, doesn't take it back – I mean – Get to, you know. Watch for Alabama to run every single one back. They might run it. Back oh, they're going to be the aggressive. Zone. You know, gonna, they might run it back out of the end zone, especially if you watch the film. You're seeing two run backs. We're going to kick it out of bounds. We're going to kick it out of bounds. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we got to do something. I, I, I'm a fan of squibbing it. I just say squib yeah. it down, squib it down the middle. You know. Yeah, I mean, the last time we did that, kicked it to the fullback, and he's did a fair catch, and he didn't get very many. I mean, by the time uh, we get down there, pretty quick. I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah, harder to block that than a uh, kick return. They uh, practice uh, that deep. Definitely works itself out. So, you know, so I mean, that's that's definitely the deciding, the deciding score on that game. And if that wasn't the score that won it, then your your prediction would have been right. We won that game, and you would have had the correct score prediction and everything, which I think is important mm-hmm. to note because you know we wasn't factoring in special teams to those predictions and uh you know i mean it's just not something you think about you know no exactly we're i was thinking more defense and we're about right and uh i also want to say that we we were right about the game being close um you you picked only a one score game as well uh alabama's way had it almost dead on uh everybody else was kind of playing for that for me uh 
three touchdown underdog. And everybody mm-hmm. said, Dana isn't going to be that or worse. And, uh, we knew we were going to play a close game. And I think, I think we both kind of agree we're going to show some fight this weekend too. But, uh, A&M, we're talking about A&M again for now. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, when we, we go on here and we look at the, you know, the statistics, you know, you can see that, uh, you know, Dejon Harris had a real good game. Uh, Greenlaw had a real good game. Ramirez, good game. You know, so our, our defense really stepped up again, had, a, had another great game, had some sacks, you know, uh, rushed the, you know, got back there, got in the quarterback's face, uh, did a good job of shutting down most of the long, long, big plays and uh, did a good job of, you know, stopping the run. I mean, this, they all around had a good defensive game. Yeah, man, and those two linebackers, uh, Harris and Greenlaw, combined for 29, uh, 29 tackles between them, a sack, a couple tackles for loss, and Greenlaw with those two interceptions, which, um, I mean, terrible that the offense didn't come away with any points, but those were big uh, stopping drives before the half and uh, uh, stopping another drive when they were down inside the, uh, the 30 and looking to make it, you know, couldn't make it 20 to nothing, 24 to nothing. Which was even be even harder to come back from. Uh, Greenlaw made a big play, and uh, the whole defense is showing out. I mean, I'm, all right, and they're exciting to watch too. I enjoy actually watching them. Yeah, absolutely. And then kudos to Ty's story too for throwing for 83 yards. I mean, I know they don't sound like much, but you know, Kalen Mon only threw for 64 yards in this game. So I mean, we did we we threw for more yards than you know A and M threw for, and and uh, I think that's something to be noted. So, oh yeah, and Ty Story he threw for 193 yards, 426, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and that touchdown to Mike Woods, uh, he he looked again for the second time in a row that he was given a chance to start and improved. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, it's it's nice to see that you know we're coming up, you know, that the, the we're definitely making strides, and you know, Story's looking good. I think you know the biggest. The biggest thing for me, the biggest disappointment I felt like was Boyd did not have a breakout game. I thought he might have a breakout game this this mm-hmm. game and I didn't really too. run for some serious yardage. But hey, maybe he'll have that against uh, Alabama. You know, I mean, yeah. when, he, when he runs the ball, he looks like an SEC caliber running back, and that's more than we can say for you know some of the other guys. Yeah, I mean, he had uh, only you know got about 50 yards. He had a big 25, 30 yard gainer against them. Um, again, he only had 10 carries, though, so he really didn't uh, – we only had 52 plays on offense, so not enough to as many carries as he should have got. And uh, he did have four catches for 33 yards and for about 11 yards for a first down, so he's, he's definitely a focal point. They need to keep going to him. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you got to keep running it. You know, you got to keep running him. you got to keep getting it, getting it to him and, and making, you know, making some stuff happen. And uh, – you know, I mean, he uh, he he's a difference maker. I think I think the more we to get into the ball, the, the the better we're gonna, you know, we're gonna see, uh, you know, uh, the better our offense is gonna be. The more yeah, we get exactly. in the ball in different ways, you know, in different ways, and you know, I think that's uh, that's important. And then you know, we got you know uh, Boyd uh, receiving yards. You know, 22 receiving yards. Mike Woods, 29 receiving yards. O'Grady at 24 receiving yards. And Jordan Jones, eight receiving yards. So, you know, uh, leave some to be some to be desired there. But still, we're we're we're, we're throwing it around a little bit. We're spreading it around to different guys and stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, O'Grady too. He had a big that was a big game. I mean, that, uh, he had two catches on that drive uh, before half. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he ended up with three catches for 77 yards to lead the team. Um, Mike Woods, he had his first touchdown of his career, freshman, uh, long gainer. Uh, a really good play. That put us within, because uh, it was 24-10, that put us within 24-17. So that was a big shot. So these guys need to step it up. I want to see them go to the tight end of Grady Moore. Uh, Mike Woods needs to come on, especially with that uh, one guy, Nance, not playing. So he's been getting more attempts and made a big catch to pull us within one. So. 
But they yeah, don't, there were some drops again, Chad, as we talked about last week, and they've got to stop. It's big times. Like, they dropped them. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree, you know. And I think, you know, we're going to see – I think we're going to see the offense kind of make another turn in this game. And I know that's, you know, going against the Alabama defense. Like, wow, I can't believe you're saying that or whatnot. But I think, you know, I think this is going to give them the – you know, the push they need. I think if we can get special teams right, I think we can have a very close game. I think if it's a blowout, it'll probably be because of a bunch of special teams. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it'll be because Alabama just scores, you know, seven touchdowns on us uh, offensively. It's going to be like, hey, they might score a couple because our offense, uh, you know, doing a bunch of three and out, defense gets tired and they score a couple touchdowns. But it ain't going to be because of a uh, Defense just gives up tons and tons to uh, mm-hmm. to and the rest of those guys over there. Um, but I think uh, talking about the Alabama real quick, I think it's a good matchup for us because um, I don't think I think it's better. Um, I'm hoping it's better for like a better defense to face them than if you have one or the other uh, better defense or better offense. Like you can't, it's going to be hard to outscore them, uh, especially this year. So you want to have a good defense to keep you in it against Bama. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you were to pick one or the other, offense or defense, I'd, I like our chances better with a good defense. Yeah, me too. I mean, defense is win championships. So if we keep the score close, get in the fourth quarter, we got a chance to win. Period. Yeah. Um, well, here's a, just a, one prediction. Tua, their uh, Alabama's quarterback, hadn't even thrown a, in one interception this year. So my prediction, he's going to have his first turnover of the uh, season this game. That would be nice. That would be nice. I would like to see that. Awesome. I like that prediction. That's an awesome prediction. So put that out there. I think it's going to happen. And I really would like to just keep on going over this, you know, um, A&M game, but really there's not a whole lot. No, I mean, it's kind of – we're getting there. Where it's, it's getting ready for Bama. Um Anybody that watched it kind of knew we were in and we had a shot to win the game. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's really, that's, a, that's another big step. And nobody's in for moral victories and who cares, but I'm still going to take some positives from it. And we're getting better. And, um, you know what? Our, we had predictions of eight and four to begin the year. So we got to win every game from here on out to get it. <laughs> so <laughs> I was, start with, what a better way to start it with Sam. Yeah, maybe we was a little optimistic, but we still got a chance. <laughs> You know, well, if they wouldn't have lost those two games, they if they if they were playing like they are now against Colorado State, North Texas, we'd be three and two. So we shouldn't have lost Colorado State game. We shouldn't have lost North Texas game, and I don't think we should have lost this game. Yeah, we you know? should be four and one, like we were kind of saying. We were saying we we're going to be four and one at this point, and it should happen. Yeah, um, absolutely. They, it, I can't I can't believe that we've lost these <laughs> games in the manner that we've lost them to the teams we've lost them to. For the reasons we've lost, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's crazy, it's, you know, and it's like, you know, I, I don't know. I want to point my finger and say, well, this happened, you know, the coach called all the right stuff, did all the right things, had all the best coaches on staff, and we just wasn't able to, you know, turn it. We wasn't able to turn the corner, wasn't able to get there. I'd rather say that than say, you know, it's a bunch of coaching mistakes. But honestly, let's look at it for what it is. There's been a lot of, like, mistakes coaching-wise that I think could have won these games. And, you know, I've outlined, I've outlined those in every podcast and outlined it in this one, too. we got to get a special teams coordinator. we got to get somebody who can come in there and get our special teams right. Like, this is this is ridiculous. Yeah, and this ain't so weak. Oh, this is a bad week for special teams, uh but mm-hmm. I don't know what – yeah, I definitely need a coordinator this week. Uh, Either way, we don't have oh, well, whatever. We're, we're not going to get one, I guess, <laughs> not this year. But, you know, let's let's, uh, let's take a look at Alabama. What do you think about uh, Alabama here? We'll go over this uh, running back of uh, Damian Harris, uh, Najee Harris, the, uh, the running backs, and, and – you know, they, you know, I know, I know I've seen Damien a couple of games. He's, you know, he's looking good this, this year, so. Yeah. Both the Harris guys, I mean, they're the, they're the main two backs for him. 
And they've been mm-hmm. up so big in these games. So it's got four backs, both the Harrises. Uh, then they got uh, Robinson. They got Jacobs, plus Tua, uh, Tua and Jalen Hurts like to run it too. They've been up in these games, so it's really hard to kind of see what they would. I mean, yeah, and they're just they running it. They're just running it like crazy, you know. So and it, that's just, it's, it's, uh, it they're the look. number one scoring offense in the nation. Number one scoring offense in the nation. I guess we had the same. I mean, you know, it makes me sick to my stomach just to talk about this Bama team, but I guess we it have is, to do it. I guess it just makes me want to throw up, man. I mean, it's one thing for <laughs> it's one thing for Alabama to be good. And then just have like a uh, good, I mean, uh, good, you know, AJ McCarron, he's all right, man. Uh, what's the macaroni in there? Those guys are all right, but just to just to have an explosive offense like this, where they're averaging fifty something points a game, they've scored on the first drive of every game this year. The first drive come out and hit you in the mouth every time. Hopefully, <laughs> I'll be talking about the defense to blow up on. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, that's, hey, that's what I'm saying, man. They, they need to. They're, they're not going to run through the season without having a close game. There's not been a, probably not been a team in college football history. I mean, the majority of them, they're going to face a tough test. You think that how many times this happened every year? Somebody's rolling like this, and you're like, well, they're just too good, you know. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Every and then year. somebody bites them in the butt. I mean, why yeah, not us? Yeah. Home game. So we'll 11 a.m. <laughs> Yeah, now, you know, that's another thing, man. Might as well just go ahead and talk about that 11 a.m. ordeal. Everybody's all up in arms about the time of the game. They're up in arms from the games at 6 o'clock at War Memorial. They're up in arms at 11 o'clock. Well, the the only They're up in arms with... for these people, 3 o'clock. Like, 3 o'clock games. Right on them, man. It's the hottest time of the day. You know what? I like football. I'll take 11 o'clock at 6 o'clock at 3 o'clock at 8 o'clock at night. 8 o'clock at night. <sighs> As long as it's not like before noon. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> wide receiver Henry Rugg. I mean, I mean before noon. I'm talking like you know eight nine in the morning. All right. Wide receiver Henry Rugg. You got uh, Devontae Smith. You got Jerry. Uh, you got Jalen Waddle. I mean, you know they're just loaded. They're just loaded with cats. They're going to be going to this. Probably the NFL, you know. Yeah, and they all uh, they all get yards after catch. They turn, they turn oh, yeah. They turn these two yard slants into huge gains. <laughs> uh, these guys average their receivers like, they're, they're, like Judy they, Rugg. They all average like eighteen, twenty something yards a catch. They're Just catching fun. the ball, running a four two. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair, man. I mean, they, they've always had good receivers like. Uh, Julio Jones, Mark Cooper, Calvin Ridley, et cetera, et cetera, just last year. But these oh, yeah. guys are just – I mean, there's there's four or five of them, and they always got good tight ends. And they're running the tight ends this year, they're just loaded at tight end, man. They got so this uh, vintage guy. They got Smith. They got yeah. Kendrick Smith James. Is, you know, Smith is really good. He's got a couple touchdowns already. And, and then the force ball, they run him at tight end and halfback. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> Yeah. You're just doing every, you're just doing everything. Yeah, and listen to these uh stats for uh Tua Tagovailoa. I don't the quarterback. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, he's he's got the efficiency of two thirty eight point two thirty two. Uh sixty six completions out of eighty eight attempts. Uh-huh. Eighty eight attempts, so he throws for seventy five percent. Uh about twelve hundred yards passing, fourteen touchdowns, zero interceptions. Wow. Then he got Hurts. Hurts has got another 400 yards passing, 70% completion rate, and five touchdowns, only one interception. So, and they both run the dang ball. They both got 100 plus yards running the ball and a couple touchdowns. I mean, well, Hurts is taking off, right? So he's done, right? No, he's still no, he's no, he's there, man. Oh, is he? Oh, I thought he said he was going to go to. No, he's sticking with it, man. Oh, wow. Man, I'll have to leave Mac Jones running there. No, Mac Jones. Yeah, I'll see Jackson this year. <laughs> Just for the game. They can come back next week. Goodness gracious. All right, well, well, right guard, you got Alex uh, Leatherwood. I mean, with a name like that, you got to be a tough yeah, one. Yeah, that's off as a line, but yeah. Yeah, you got uh, right tackle. You got uh, the uh, Jeredick Willis. You know, so I mean, the center is uh, Rosh. Uh, <laughs> Pierce Beard. Beard. 
can't even say it. like an offensive lineman named Pierce Packer. Pierce Packer. Your left guard, Lester Colton, and your Another left guard, Jonah Williams. Another good offensive line named Jonah. That sounds like a big old boy. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Jonah in the well. Goodness. So, I mean, yeah, and, and these cats are all, you know, upperclassmen. And, yeah, I mean, you know, just like. And uh, I know Saban said that he can't just shit another uh, player out, but. <laughs> They're looks like, can you? Yeah. <laughs> he can definitely do it, man. I mean, it's just ridiculous. They get better. You're just like, maybe one of these years, they just have an average season, and he just gets tired of it. But he's never going to get tired of it. We're going to see this every year, but this seems like it could be one of his best teams. So oh, yeah. No, it's it's definitely, yeah. Definitely a top elite team of and, Saban's. And if anybody out there listening to this has watched the complete Alabama game this year, Bless your heart, man, because they, they've sucked. I, you know, you try to watch – I tried to watch their Louisville game. Yeah. This is the first weekend, night game. Just over so quickly. Yeah, uh, I, can't old, watch, I can't even watch the game. Uh, they're just so – They just dominate so much, and they're so boring. And, yeah. yeah. Ole Miss – listen to this. I mean, Ole Miss, uh, at Ole Miss and Oxford, they were so excited, you know, uh Ole Miss scores first, takes a seven to nothing lead, and then Alabama runs off sixty two unanswered points to win sixty two to seven. Display. That's just ridiculous. So if we score first Saturday, don't let's just hold her hold her breath. <laughs> well, yeah. I do want to score first. Breath. I do want to score first. I'll take that. I don't care. Yeah, I'd love to score first. I'd punch love to score first and off and afterwards. We just gotta punch we just gotta punch him more in the mouth than one. Absolutely. I mean, we just gotta keep it close, man. If our defense can bow up, can just mm-hmm. keep it close, you know. That's what I really hope for, you know. I, I well, I'd love, man. I, yeah, I'd love for us to get a defensive touchdown. I kept saying that the other day in A and M because it just didn't look like the offense was gonna score enough to win, and I was just like, come on, defense. I mean, y'all, y'all have earned a closer game. And y'all, but y'all might have to score yourselves. And, man, we need to get one. Some of these SEC games have a chance. They need to start scoring on defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we get some defensive scores, that would really help us out. So, I guess we should talk about their defense now. Uh, their nose guard is uh, Quinn Williams, defensive end. I say a bug. Uh, other defensive end is uh, Rakan Davis. And they are monsters. They are literally just mm-hmm. humongous monsters, and they can just dominate up front. I mean, they've got Bugs and this Miller guy. Or Bugs, Isaiah Bugs, has five and a half sacks already this year, and the Miller cat's got four and a half. The whole team's got about 20 sacks combined, 35 tackles for loss already. I mean, Bugs has six himself. Well, who's this guy? I do not want to see him coming. And he's coming off the edge. He's coming off the edge. Lord. Defensive end coming off the edge, and that's our weak point. So think about that. Think about that. This this guy, and he probably only plays half the game this year, and he's got tackled six tackles for loss and five and a half sacks, and he probably only plays half the game. Golly, yes, but uh, outside linebacker Christian Miller, and then you got the other outside oh, linebacker. Good Lord. What if that Miller? you got man. Mac Wilson as the middle linebacker, and then also Dylan Moses is, a, uh, is another one of their uh, middle linebackers. So it's insane, man. That Christian Miller, he's got five and a half tackles for all four and a half sacks. What if you line yeah, Miller and Bugs up on the, on the same side coming after Ty Story? Goodness, I'm starting. Come on, man! Why do you got to talk like that? Not on the left side, where we're having trouble. <laughs> you know, Nick Saban's gonna listen to this, right? He surely is. You know, he's watching film. I don't know if he's listening to us, but I know he's watching film. He's definitely watching film right now. Goodness, man, this ain't nothing to him. And then the Trevion Diggs, man, I've seen him on TV, and he he's he's something else. You know, that's a cornerback. Oh, and they've already got. They'll turn you over, man. I mean, nine interceptions on the year. They have the other quarterbacks, Avion Smith, and they got Xavier McKinney at safety, and 
Dante Thomas to safety and you know, those guys are shutting down everything in the backfield. You know, they're they're just well, I, mean, I was watching yeah what was it? It was the I was trying to watch one of these games and it was I don't know, it was one of the smaller teams, but those safeties were just like running over and just swatting the ball down like they were playing basketball. <laughs> mean, man. Just rejecting it. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't even trying to intercept it, just swatting it down. <laughs> They don't even care, man. I mean, they're just, they're animals, man. They're monsters. They're so good, and they're all going to be in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, it's just like. No, um, they're not all going to be in the NFL, but. Well, I've been out of it. 10 out of 11 are. Yeah. 75% probably will be. All right. I'll give you, I'll give you 7 out of 11. Are gonna be you got, your backup quarterbacks are starting in the NFL. Think about that. They're backup quarterbacks who didn't just play mm-hmm. to start in the NFL. <laughs> Excited. I think we're going to win. <laughs> this is making me just Golly. so confident. Well, I mean, that's the team. I mean, I guess you could go through special teams. I don't even want to talk about special teams, man. Mm-hmm. No, so that's I, it. I they mean, have scored a couple. I mean, they're, I guess I have heard their kicker's not, you know, uh, they're kicking. They're kicking. Place kicking is not the best, but they score so many touchdowns. What does it freaking matter? Yeah, that's what I heard too. I heard they're like their their kicking is not that hot, and that's kind of their weak point this year, and so on and so forth. And good luck with us trying to take advantage of a special teams weak point this year. Yeah, good so, luck. What does that mean? Let them kick a field goal. So, so yeah. hey, if the defense stops them, like they they defense have been doing this to uh, the teams we play, especially if they've been caught in a bad field position uh, situation. They've been forcing the the, the, off, the opposing offense to kick field goals rather than score a lot of times, you know. So that, yeah. might be their field goal. Maybe maybe it comes down to it again. Last time we beat them was 2006, and I think the Alabama kicker then missed like three field goals, big field goals. So hey, so what does that mean? I, I better shut up, but I may be predicting something. So what has my bookie got them at? Did you have you seen that yet? Yeah, I think my bookie has them at a uh, $3,500. All right, so if you guys are betting, make sure you use promo code HOGCALL at MyBookie. Uh, if you're going to be betting on anything this weekend, go ahead and use that promo code HOGCALL at MyBookie. You're going to get uh, your money matched up to $1,000. Whatever you deposit, you're going to get that matched. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, goodness. I mean, that's not horrible odds. No, it, it could be worse. It might say 58 to 7 or whatever you heard. That's like 51. So that's uh, not bad. Could be worse. Uh, I did yeah. hear it's the biggest, uh, biggest, uh, they're the biggest betting favorites or whatever. Um, it's it's the on a road game in years and years. So. I think I'd take us with the points. Being at home, I would too. I'd take us with the points. I'd enter in hog call. In the promo code, I'd get my money doubled. Mm-hmm. So if I'm putting in 45 bucks and I got 90 bucks, you know, we're going to get some money off that. Free money. Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. So, anyway, man, yeah. No, I, that, that's, that's. I would do that too. I'd take Arkansas and Sports this week. If I was going to my book using Hong Kong. Yeah. I'm, I'm just jolly, man. I wish I could be. More excited for you guys and just bring it to the podcast. And, you know, it's probably, you know, I mean, I'm sure that there's a reason that we're doing the podcast late, you know, tonight. And, you know, and it's, it's something psychological. We, we've been holding off and not wanting to do it. I guarantee you next week when we go up against the old mess, it's going to be a totally different vibe on the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be very excited. I think the. Last half of our schedule has some very winnable games. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you're bringing this up. Especially how we've already played. I mean, I I don't know. If you want to talk more about Alabama, we can, but I'm just I'm done. I'm done with Alabama. I'm going to watch it. I'm excited. Hey, if we upset them uh, again. Do we got to do a prediction on this? I guess we did it. Yeah, it's tradition. Yeah. What do you got? All right. I'm looking into my crystal ball right now. I'm popping it up. Crystal ball. 
I'm buffing it up. I'm seeing a 28 to 14 Alabama game. All right. Not too bad. Here's what I got. I got 35-21 Bama. Golly. Golly. I don't know if we're scoring 21 on them, but whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if we're scoring 14 on them, but I'm saying that, you know, I think I think our defense is going to hold them down better yeah. than everybody. <laughs> well, I gave, a, I gave a 7 or 14 with the special teams. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could you imagine... Could you imagine uh, we lose this game? Let's say, like you said, twenty-eight, fourteen, and the two touchdowns, or even three, or special teams is like, <laughs> like we can hold with them our offense and their offense, defense, defense. But the special teams will be the difference for the third. Well, third, uh, including North Texas, their third, fourth game in a row. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's, funny, man. I just oh, it is what it is. I just kind of laugh. I don't know, man. I, this is probably just me being a homer and all that, but I feel like it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. So, you know, I'm, I'm ready for them. You know, I won't play them. we got to play them every year. So, might as well, you know, get us some. You know, go on yeah, out there and get some. Get, punch them right in the face and let them punch us in the face and see who falls down first. That's what I'm talking about, Chad. I think we got a shot. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but I definitely can't wait for – uh, kick off Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. Uh, hey, I, get, I think it'd be good. great. Is just think about this scenario, right? Mm-hmm. We win, we win the coin toss. Mm-hmm. We get the ball first. Throw it up. Nice big long pass that we've been throwing. All these crazy long passes. Uh-huh. Connect with it. All the way down for a touchdown. Bang. As soon as they get the ball, they score, and we turn around and do it again. Score again. <laughs> score and again. our defense holds them. And then we score one more time. And then they score. But we're one up. You know, maybe that'll happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just stay ahead of the whole game. Oh, you never know. It's good happen. You never know. Every Saturday, there's a chance to win. That's why it's football. That's why you watch it. Because you mm-hmm. don't know who's going to win. You don't know what's going to happen. That's what makes it exciting. That's why you play the name game, man. Cause we got a shot, man. I don't care. I'm going to predict uh, Rakeem Boyd with the first touchdown. I'm going to go with it like about a 60 yarder. Rakeem Boyd around the edge, gone, turns up field. Yeah, I'd like to see him run for about 150. Yeah, big time. Just run, run over Alabama. Man. Just running over, guys. Just like they don't, nobody sees it coming. We just, we well, just win by three or four touchdowns. Here's the thing you got Darren McFadden coming. You know he's going to give a big speech before the mm-hmm. game starts, get everybody all fired up, you know. And, uh, you know, you got Boyd wearing number five. He's going to have to go. He's got to be something. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. going to be able to channel the spirit of McFadden, have him right there on the sidelines of the whole game. I mean, that's got to fire you up as a running back. And you know he picked that number for a reason. Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah, picked somebody their numbers, yeah. Like, when they pick it out, you know. He's everywhere. Mac Fadden's everywhere around there, man. Why wouldn't he? You know, you know there's somebody, Mac Fadden, two-time Heisman winner. Yeah. Number five. That's represent, man. That'd be awesome coming out of the gate. Beat Alabama. He just gets 150 yards at least, a couple touchdowns. Nice. Be nice. We won't see it coming. Uh-uh. We can celebrate this thing. Hey, if we win it. I'm excited about the celebratory podcast. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. I can't wait. I hope, hope we get some listeners call in. That was straight from the tailgate. Goodness. Yeah, man, that'd be wonderful. Get some I'm listeners take this call podcast in. Down Dixon Street, man, and just oh just yeah, have, the, have the have the recording the whole time. Just like, what could you after upsetting Alabama man. number one? Might, they might rip the goalpost down. I don't condone it. I don't think they should do it. I, I think it'd be a little embarrassing. I could see us just rushing the field and tearing the goalpost down. That'd be fun, though. That would be fun, though. I'll tell you what. I know what you mean about I uh, probably shouldn't do it, but that would be fun if they tore it down and brought it down Dixon. Well, only because we got to play Bama every year, and it shouldn't be like a miraculous thing for us to beat Bama. 
You know, it should just be something that we do. But <laughs> at this point, it would be feel that way, and it would feel like a miraculous thing, which is sad to even say. I mean, this must be what, like, Vanderbilt and Kentucky things mm-hmm. feel like, you know? All the time against anybody. Yeah. Look, their whole, like, every, like, you know, I guess when Bear Bryant was there, they, Kentucky didn't feel this way, but since that point forward, and they're even five and zero, oh, but they're getting ahead of themselves. They're gonna they're gonna end up losing four or five games. Yeah. What do you think? You think LSU is gonna be able to go down to the swamp and take care of business? Yeah, I, I think they got a good shot. That's gonna be a good game after ours. I'm gonna be watching all the games after we upset them. I'm being football mood all day, celebrate, watch anything. But yeah, Alabama's got a shot again. I don't know. That's a terrible game, man. They'd be rooting for him that. I think LSU's just going to tear him up. I just cannot stand Florida. Like, they mm-hmm. just, I just can't stand them. I live in Florida. I live, you know, in Tallahassee for a long time. I've coached uh, the, the, some of the Florida camps and stuff like that. The hospital coach has invited me up and their facilities are not that great. They don't even have an outdoor, you know, an indoor uh, an indoor training facility. They got alligators on campus, man. Alligators on campus. It's just a horrible, horrible, horrible place. And I can't condone anybody being a fan of Florida for any reason whatsoever at all. LSU is, you know in the middle of an oil refinery. It smells like freaking, you know, uh, nachos and corn dogs. They're only safe. LSU's only safe by being semi-close to New Orleans, you know? Absolutely. That's the only reason there's a little bit of safe. The only reason I can root for uh, LSU over Florida is because LSU is in our division for a month. So I'd like mm-hmm. to see our division just lift all other divisions because, you know, we're in the strongest division, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think we might beat LSU this year. That's going to be my bold prediction, I guess. I yeah. mean, we're going to get enough an upset. I'd say that's got to get one, man. One upset, yeah. right? Yeah, everything else ain't going to be an upset, really. Alabama and LSU are going to be the only ranked teams to play the rest of the year. So how can we go to a bowl game? Let's think about that. Can we win enough games to go to a bowl game? Can we come out and beat Vanderbilt? Can we beat Tulsa? Can we beat, uh, what, I guess we'd have to beat LSU. Uh, we got that one win already, so we can count that. Uh, what, maybe Mizzou? We, we yeah. Mizzou. So we, we need got, a six win. Who's that going to be? Yeah, we got to win five out of the next seven. If you take Alabama off the board, you got to win five out of the last six. And that's not impossible. I mean, Ole Miss, Tulsa, I mean, we got four straight home games, or, well, including Alabama, five straight home games. Ole Miss is in Little Rock. I expect the crowd to show up. We'll get into that next week. I'm excited already for that game. Uh, Tulsa for homecoming the week after. Vanderbilt and Fayetteville. LSU and Fayetteville. We always play them good. We got shot. They've we nobody in that series, especially here lately, nobody wins more than two two years in a row, and they beat us two years in a row. Before that, we beat mm-hmm. them too, so it's our turn. Uh, it's, it's senior day. It's battle for the boot. Uh, last home game of the year uh, going to be a cold November game. Hopefully, I would like to see some snow. Even uh, I, I think we could rattle off four games right there to get four and five, um, you know, and then have a chance just or, or five and. Five and five, I guess. Yeah, five and five, and then with having to win only one, Mississippi State in Parkville or Missouri in Columbia, I, I'd like their chances before five and five going into those last two games. Yeah, I think, I think it's not impossible the way we're playing. Yeah, no, I don't think it's possible. I think we can definitely do it. I think uh, you know we just gotta. I expect to turn a few things around. You know. Yeah, I think I think we're back to where we're feeling tarker and how bad of a program we are, and now we're. All, Playing in SEC games, went off by a touchdown, had a chance to win the A&M game in a big mm-hmm. on a big stage in Cowboys Stadium with a huge scoreboard and everything, and uh, uh, a huge video you. board. And I think we're going to bring it. Now we got five games, home games in a row, in the state of Arkansas. We're going to bring it, man. We're going to turn it around. Absolutely. And I'll tell you where we're going to see the big 
the big difference is uh, I think we're, we're going to be able to make a judgment. I feel like whenever we lost that Florida team with Thelma, we was able to make that judgment, and I was able to say it's, gonna, it's a wrong coach. You know, he just wasn't uh-huh. able to get it done. And I think if we can't win this uh, Ole Miss game, I think we're going to be able to make a judgment on whether we got the right coach or the wrong yeah. coach or not. Mm-hmm. Oh, most definitely. That's I mean, for, I mean, Alabama's big, of course, man. I mean, I'm not, I can't wait to watch an all that number one game, but it just feels like that old mess is looming that next week is like, like where we can really start a win streak and get this program, uh, backing up or tw- up or twin, uh, up or trend, and we need to win that game. The warmer more, I expect the fans to show out, um, so, and we oh. can't, we can't let them surpass us. Even Bielmo beat old Miss four, the last four, four years. So Absolutely. Uh, this guy can't do it. In little and if you're, sold out crowd, hopefully. I mean, come on. If you're listening to this podcast and you're in Little Rock, go to the game. I mean, Please. if you want the games to be in Little Rock and continue being in Little Rock, you need to show up at this game and you need to show out. It's going to be a six-cut game late, late at night, so you got plenty of time to have an awesome tailgate, double on in there, and, and uh, you know, root, root for the team, man. I mean, we, they need you. You know, and it's going to be bad. If it's a bad showing at, at War Memorial, and it's, you know, it's going to be uh, Morris's first time there. I mean, I feel like he needs to see what kind of a, what kind of atmosphere Little Rock is. I think they, we need a true Little Rock atmosphere, and it's going to help us beat um, Ole Miss. A, a, a real Little Rock atmosphere is what helps us win some of those games. That's why he's nuts. You know, didn't lose a game in Little Rock. Yeah. That atmosphere. You know, so if you want the games to continue to be in Little Rock, go to the game. It helps, man. The big fans, I mean, showing out, it helps so much. I mean, in the 6.30 kickoff, you got all day to hang out and tailgate, get your fill of tailgating, eat good, drink good, whatever, play good, and uh, get loud for that game. And, uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm uh, uh, Morris has been more... You know, Bielema, as soon as he was hired and all this, he was talking how bad he hates, they hated bringing his players down there. He shouldn't play in Little Rock. Morse has embraced it. He's embraced the whole state. And I think, uh, hopefully the, hopefully you guys listening that live around the Little Rock area will go because War Memorial, there's nothing like it. And I think it's going to be the best War Memorial game in years. Well, I that hope so. Fun. I really do. I really hope so. We really need it to be. Well, we need that atmosphere. I mean, I love Little Rock games. I grew up on Little Rock games. I think they're a special type of game. I've talked about being on the bus with the with the Hogs as we rolled in and the fans shaking the bus and how exciting it is for the players and the atmosphere. You know, I know that uh, Coach Petrino, his whole staff, loved the, the Little Rock games because of that atmosphere. And, that, you know, it's, it's just the atmosphere you don't get anywhere else, and it's just different in Fayetteville. And I don't know, maybe with the new stadium in Fayetteville and everything now, maybe it may be, you know, just as exciting. But something about those Little Rock games are just so exciting. Something about the energy the fans bring. And it's all yeah. about the fans, really. And that's what makes those Little Rock games special is what the fans bring to it. So if you're in Little Rock, go to the game. Pick up a ticket, go to the game. You know they're going to be cheap. Yeah, they're not, I mean, it ain't going to be a hard, I mean, you'll be able to find tickets. Don't let, and don't let Ole Miss come, Ole Miss fans, uh, coming over there from Memphis and south of Memphis and Oxford come over there and, uh, have a showing. Buy up all the tickets, you know? Don't let Ole Miss fans come over there. Yeah, that would not be embarrassing. Punks, you know? Come on. That would be embarrassing. It really it's a, seems like it's a cool matchup, though, because uh, with Ole Miss being real close, I mean, not too far away from Little Rock, that's a really cool matchup, like old, you know, really old school, you know, uh, down-home matchup. So hopefully, you know, we'll, of course, we'll talk about it next week. But I'm, I'm already excited about that because I'm like, I'm not, no matter what happens with Alabama this weekend, I, I want to see us compete Saturday. I want to see Oh yeah, I, I can I can move on from it and get ready for the second half of the schedule. Oh yeah, no, I'm totally, totally right there with you. I think that it's going to be, you know, I'm excited about Ole Miss. I'm also excited about Alabama. I'm excited to play Alabama. I really am. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I just want to get through this, and you know, 
whatever. But I like games. I watch them. I watch them multiple times. Mm-hmm. I watch it once just for fun, and then I watch it again to break it down for you guys. And I do that um, every week, you know. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of fan you guys are, but I'm not turning the game off halfway through. I'm not going out uh-huh. doing yard work. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not uh, – I don't care. I'm watching. I'm watching, and I'm hopeful all the way through. You know, even when it's at its worst, I'm still hopeful. And I think that's what is where we got to be as fans. And, uh, you know, I'm not – I guess I was, I'm not trying to tell you what to do as fans and saying that you have to be hopeful and so on and so forth, but it sure does help. It sure does help me hopeful and just have a positive outlook on things and just, you know. Yeah, not yet. I mean, and I'll tell yeah. you something that is to be hopeful for. How about the uh, hockey team? I think yeah, the oh. is probably going to win a national championship. So if you guys are not watching the D3 team, y'all need to be watching that. Uh, they stream the games live on uh, the YouTube live. We put them up uh, when we can, whenever we see that they're streaming them. We're retweeting and uh, resending them out on Facebook. And, man, are those that, that D3 team is, man, they, they are a physical team. So, like, the checks. That they're throwing down on people and stuff. They're knocking, knocking, knocking teeth out. It's a good game, good game to watch. Yeah, man, that D, the D three team six and zero. They swept Vanderbilt, North Texas, and Missouri State, and uh, they're exciting to watch. I mean, they can really compete. Uh, uh-huh. D one team is still adjusting to playing in the, the biggest uh, classification in uh, college hockey, which is great for a, a club team. Uh-huh. Uh, who deserve to be a, 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 a all sport, you know, on campus sports team, but that's a different matter. But yeah, the sports teams got watching it. They're fun to watch. Having a hog, cool jerseys, having a hog on them, skating around, mm-hmm. uh, winning. They're really good too, so that never hurts uh, during the season. I mean, they play kind of stretches of season stretches from now on to, to March, so it's kind of mm-hmm. a long season to really enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're feeling a little bit down about the, uh, Razorback football team, flip on some hockey and watch some winning. You know, it's, it's okay. The hockey's good. It's physical. It's physical contact sport. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're watching soccer or something like that. You know, it's a, it's a comparable sport, I would say, to football. It's fast. Not a high scoring course, but, um, man, it's, it's a good physical hockey game. I think if you're not watching the games, go ahead and flip on over and support them. They, like you said, they are a club team, and you're a tech, you need to get them on campus. You need to get that club title off of them, make them a real team. You know, I'm sure we can find another another sport for for females to adjust the Title IX and bring two of them on. But I think, you know, it would be beneficial to us. If you look, they're making tons of money. They got broadcast. They're broadcasting the game. Uh, I feel like we're just losing money by not like setting up Barnhill, throwing some ice in there and, and letting them play, you know? Oh, I mean, that's just, incredible. what an incredible idea in Barnhill Arena hockey. Yeah, let's get uh, women's lacrosse and uh, oh, other women's. Uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's a growing sport. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, another one, and then let's bring in the hockey, and we'll be yeah. good to go in Barnhill. Got to be in Barnhill. My goodness, could you imagine that? Oh man, that'd be wonderful. So I'm I'm 100% for bringing University of Arkansas Razorback hockey to campus. Um, you know, of course, you know they're students. They're 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 um, they're a club team, and they're still your team. Just because they got that club tag on them doesn't mean they're any less inferior than uh, than a uh, you know. A, a, normal program. It just means they've done it all on their own without the help of the university's funds. And if you see what this hockey team has done, you know, they got excellent facilities, excellent broadcasts. They're broad, you know, live streaming the games. They're packing the Jones Center where the hockey games are at. They pack it constantly, just about every game. I mean, hockey is a big deal at the University of Arkansas. So, you know, I know none of the podcasts are talking about it. I know you don't hear the other media talking about it, but they should be. They really should. And they're doing a disservice to the hockey team by not talking about it. Yeah, if you're in Northwest Arkansas, please go to the game, uh, support them. They're only like, 
they're not very much uh five or ten dollars. Um really good. I mean it's really good. I mean you're close up on the action. I know when I go I like to stand up by the glass and bang mm-hmm. on the glass when things get exciting, you know. Oh yeah. Do the checks, checks right into the wall up close. It's really exciting and you root for the Razorbacks. I mean they're the Razorbacks, you know. I mean they are Mm-hmm. Every bit has been of the racebacks, uh, and they got Little Rock games too. So if you're down in Little yeah. Rock, they're not they're not ignoring you. Um, I think they play Old Miss down in Little Rock this year. Um, I don't know. I need to look at the schedule. And come I, up I with think, a, a few more games yeah, of the year. They do. It's gonna be a Little Rock game. So yeah, they play Old Miss for. Uh, I just I just had it up on my computer chat uh, and. In uh, late January, for two games, uh, they well, they play two against Ole Miss in Springdale and at the Jones Center. They play two against Ole Miss down in Little Rock, uh, following a night game, 9 p.m. Uh, uh, face-off. So, uh, oh, that's awesome. Wow, Little Rock. So, hey, if you're in Little Rock, man, get you some booze, going down to the riverfront, have a good time, head over to the hockey game, and watch some violence. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, the nice thing about watching Arkansas hockey is that we're so much better than the other SEC teams. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, how good is that still? To be all, all these teams that uh good or better than us in other sports, man, uh, kick the butts in hockey. Awesome. And, yeah, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, we're great at track and this, that, and other, and there's a lot of people that, you know, just don't care that we're great at track. We are, and it's wonderful, and I love that, I love that we're great at track, but, man, it's, it's hard to watch, you know, pole vault. It's not hard to watch hockey. It's not hard to watch somebody get checked into the wall. No. You know, that's fun. <laughs> that's exciting. Uh, so, yeah, go to the hockey game in Little Rock, too. Don't just go to the football game. Go to the hockey game. Support your Razorbacks. And they play in a couple of, like, you're out of state, guys. I mean, uh, they play in Philadelphia sometimes, uh, St. Louis, uh, Tempe, Arizona, Boulder, Colorado, Fort Collins, uh, Dallas for Nationals. I mean, they mm-hmm. they go all over the country. If your hog fans listen to somewhere else, you want to see the uh, Razorbacks. It's just, just to see Razorbacks play a live game. So check the schedule, Nashville. I mean, so. absolutely. I'm going to try to get you some breakdowns on it. I'm not a hockey guy. Obviously, I grew up in South Arkansas, and we didn't have hockey where I grew up, and I never played the sport. But uh, since living in Tampa Bay, I've been watching hockey for quite some time now, watching the Lightning. And, uh, you know, I've gotten better at understanding the game and, and, and understanding the the different uh, the different strategies and so on and so forth. So and maybe we'll try to break a couple of the hockey games down as we move forward and try to talk to you a little bit about, you know, who the other teams are and, and what they're playing. If you guys are interested in that, I'd be, you know, happy to do. Uh, some of that on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, if there's definitely a lot of interest, we'll have to really get down to it because we'll be watching the game. So, but I, I'm like mm-hmm. you said, I also grew up in South Arkansas. Uh, there's no hockey rinks around there, but I like the sport and I've always enjoyed it. I've never really had a team until I don't have a, I've never had a, uh, like other times, most sports, a, a one professional team I like to watch. I, I like to love watch the playoffs. Uh, but the Razorbacks are my team. So oh, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, it's really, man, it's, it's really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, so Razorbacks are my team and everything. And, you know, i got a couple professional teams. I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like the Tampa Lightning, and I like the Tampa Bay Rays. Other than that, I'm a Razorback guy all the way through and through. Oh, yeah, that's what, that's what matters. And we're gonna, yeah, and we're gonna be bringing you guys, you know, basketball and baseball. We're not just gonna hang it up at football, and, and you know, football is our love. Obviously, that's what you know. I coach. That's what I played, and you know, uh, obviously Tim played it. But, you know, we get into basketball. You know, that's what Tim coached. That's what Tim played, and then you know, I, I played basketball. So we're gonna be deep in the basketball and, and giving you some deep insight on the basketball games. You know, then when the baseball games come around, we both we both played baseball. Uh, you know, I did. I haven't really coached any. Have you coached any baseball? Or? No, I haven't. But I love the sport. So yeah, so good American we'll, game, man. I mean, we'll, we we love it. Like we're going to be talking about baseball. Absolutely, we're better, man. 
Absolutely. We love it, and we, we're well-versed in it, so we're going to be able to talk knowledge oh, yeah. about it, obviously. Oh, yeah. obviously. So, you know, I think, you know, our weakest link is probably hockey as far as the Razorback sports go. But uh, we're going to try to cover everything for you guys. So hopefully, you know, you'll keep listening. Uh, you'll keep tuning into the podcast. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to try to bring it to you. I'm really, you know, I'm excited about the growth. Again, we've, we've almost doubled again this week. So it's amazing how much we're growing. Um, we have more Twitter followers. Well, I'm sorry. We almost have – we're the second largest Twitter followers. So I think that's something else right there. And I got to—I just got to say, hats off to you, Tim. To do that and the amount of time you've done it, that's amazing. Yeah, and uh really enjoy people following us uh, and liking our things and uh, responding to us and really getting out there. It's good to see kind of really uh, been a way to engage with the Razorback fans because you see what they're thinking. They're kind of like mm-hmm. us where all we're tweeting about is the Razorback stuff, especially football season. You really get into it, man. That's all you kind of let everything else stay on. Somewhere else, man. Uh, Razorback fans talking with Razorback fans about football. Something yeah, else. nothing better. Really, nothing better. So, uh, yeah, man. I guess we're supposed to talk about something that's it's a little off the cuff here. Um, so, well, uh, here. Oh, go ahead. What, you got something? You got something? Oh, uh, not really. I was about to say. I was up to uh, uh, talk about the basketball season coming up, but we can't oh, yeah. that already. I, if you didn't have another topic to talk about, I thought that a little bit. Kind of. All I was going to say was that, you know, I thought it was a little bit funny that Clemson, oh boy, took off on them, and then we were talking about how silly that is, and that rule was, and everything, and then they, you know, quarterback got injured and all. And I was going to bring that up, but I'd rather talk about basketball. No, that's good, too. Isn't that great? I mean, they almost lost to uh, – <laughs> They almost lost to dang uh, Syracuse. I mean, he went down, uh, and the, the third team, I guess, had to lead him for the touchdown. But that's crazy. Just talking about that's what happens when you give up on give up on a team, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, if he could have came in from this point and been, you know, taken to a national championship, you know, if, if he would have gave up on his team, you know, I don't know. <coughs> so yeah, cool. I, I agree. But he missed out on a huge opportunity by trying to grab another opportunity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's something to be said for loyalty. Yeah, well, especially on a winning team. I mean, if they were a, you know, surprised we had uh, uh, Nance, I guess, and maybe one other guy or something that didn't play any. Uh, but, goodness, for a 1-4 team, you'd think that would be where the, the big-time things are, you know, some big, more people would transfer. If I'm getting out of here, it's 1-4. I mean, Clemson. Got a top top four, top three team. Got a mm-hmm. team for a championship. You never know what's going to happen. Quarterbacks go down all the time. Oh, totally. So what were you going to say about the basketball? No, I just uh, – because I was looking at the schedule the other day, and the, the red-white game, the scrimmage game is October 19th, and I just realized that the, the, the calendar turned to October this week, even though it's been 85 degrees. I don't feel like 90 big humidity <laughs> this week. Uh Still, I mean, eleven basketball and football intercept, and uh, got a lot of new guys on the team this year. But exciting, a lot of athletic guys, um, guys that are more defensive oriented, that can run the floor a little bit better, mm-hmm. kind of aiming more uh, Anderson style to get up and down, hopefully press more. Uh, Daniel Gafford though coming back for sophomore year, probably going to be exciting. Uh, all the, uh, the the mock drafts and everything happened as a, a number five top five NBA draft pick next year. So a little wow. bit would probably the highest uh, I think Mon- City Moncrief got drafted fifth and that was the highest Razorback ever. So big thing in store, young team, but I think it's going to be fun. I think they're going to get up and down and kind of uh, maybe start slow. Um, but we'll get into it more. But they might start slow, but uh, kind of hang with them, guys, because they're going to be exciting. And uh, first game of the year against Texas. So that's no, no better. No better oh, way. No, yeah. Not starting it off with a cupcake. We're playing Texas first game at a uh, Fort Bliss in El Paso. So a lot of the uh, active duty can watch the game uh, there, and that's going to be a big, big time night. So it's I'm excited. Nice. I just wanted, to, yeah. It's always nice to beat crap out of Texas. Yeah, we're going to beat it too. So, so I just wanted to kind of 
I'm excited because all these sports interact and uh, uh, it's going to be a young team, but they're going to be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully football is going to start getting better. The basketball season starts. So it's, and hockey's going to be in the swing of things. So we're, we're looking at a good time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, fun. obviously, I thought last year was going to be our year and then basketball, and I was a little disappointed with, you know, how that turned out, but at the same time, you know, we got to we got to go and we got to you know we got to play in the tournament, you know, and, you know. So you always got to shot when you go to the tournament. That's the yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah, I agree. You know, so you know, we had all those junior college guys, and I just thought it was going to be a little better of a year because we had all those top ranked guys. But you know, it's basketball; they come and go so quickly. It's, it's hard. Yeah, those so, guys were the NBA pulls them just too fast. Yeah, Barford and Macon, I mean they're def- they're on a preseason NBA preseason rosters. Uh but they were definitely scorers. I mean they mm-hmm. they there was some solid defense believe but not like some of the guys that I think they're kind of switching to this year where it's kind of more of gonna be a team oriented instead of just those kind of guys having to get all the points. So that's the kind yeah. of thing I'm looking for. And they got a point guard, which uh oh, a yeah, real true a real true point guard Jalen Harris. Uh, and all the reports from last year when he was redshirt and Harris, and, uh, he, he knows how to find Gafford for the alley oop. So we're going to be seeing a lot of ducks this year. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's, your team has so much better management when you got somebody, like you got a good point guard that's able to, you know, manage the team. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's the difference between having a good middle linebacker and having an average middle linebacker, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so, well, Yep, that wraps it up for me on the uh, basketball. Anything else you got to say, Chad? I, I don't think so. I think that's about it. Uh, you know, just want to say thank you to everybody that tuned in and listened. If you're going to bet, go ahead and use uh, the uh, promo code HOGCALL at uh, MyBookie and uh, double your money that you deposit. Yeah, I agree. Take our son with the points. I think we're going to play competitive this weekend. Absolutely. So, uh, I guess all I got to say right now is go Hogs. Woo, Pig, Suey. Beat Bama.